Hi, this is Paul Garns, executive producer of Queen Sugar, and we're here to talk about episode 712. Today I'm joined by two cast members who I can't wait to introduce. It'll be a very good time for me and you. I think I'll start with somebody who, as we met on the show, I think people were like, you know what, I don't know if I like her. I think that she may not be somebody that I would want to have a drink with. And as the seasons went on, as the series went on, we found ourselves wanting to have a drink with Parker. We're here with Amir Vaughn. <laughs> I thought he was going to say you. <laughs> that's hilarious. I was like, well, that's not nice. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting now. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> so I think by de facto, you can tell who our other guest is. Came onto the show as the urban cowboy. Made the cowboy hat famous, I think, in the community. Yes, sir. There are people still wearing the cowboy hat in Tim's. Yes, sir. Plays Remy Newell. Yes, sir. Dondre Whitfield. Yes, right. sir. I'm great, man. I'm just glad that you didn't you didn't introduce me the way you introduced our sister. We <laughs> <laughs> just messed up the intro. The intros have been perfect up to this point. It's all good. There is no messing up intros because you guys are here. <laughs> So, you know, we usually start these off kind of talking about Queen Sugar as a whole and how um, we all came to know Queen Sugar. I'm going to start with Dondre since he was there at the beginning. You came down to New Orleans that first year. Yep. There's other connections that you have with the show. Your wife also directed Mm -hmm. that first year. The audience probably, if they've been watching the trailers, know that you're back in the season series finale of Queen Sugar. Rumor has it. Long journey. Long journey. You know, it's so interesting because, um, you know, thinking back to episode one and, you know, how this seed turned into this great seven-year oak tree, just being able to, to figure out nuance of character and and show and our relationships is so great because our relationships as a cast, mm-hmm. I think is what drove the show because going away and being in, you know, in Louisiana, we literally were leaving our homes, our home life to form this family. Mm-hmm. So what you saw on screen was a real life family, you know, like I would, you know, every year I would get, everyone would bring their cars to my house. You were were the coordinator. I was the the... coordinator, right? So the caretaker. Yes. So everybody would come and drive their car to my house. I would negotiate the deal with the company to... trucking company. The trucking company to, you know, move all of the... the cars. Ship all the cars down there. And I would make sure that everything, you know, went over. And, like, that was the kind of stuff that we all had something that we did for... The family. So by the time that we got to screen, it felt like family because we were functioning like a family. So I, I loved it from the beginning. And to, you know, to be honest, I mean, I I really, I've truly felt like we had one of the best, if not the best cast on television at that time. Some, I mean, we had some artistic killers in the cast. I loved it. Amira joined the show when we were pretty refined and settled. Mm-hmm. That first season, we were super remote. 
Yeah. We didn't have anything that was less than an hour away from the, from the <laughs> right. city. Every, right. And we, we seemed to only work overnight. What's your call time? 3 a.m., huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an hour out. Hey, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that helped add, you know, kind of that connection, that kind of band of brothers kind yeah. of experience because of the experience of doing it together, Yep, which was so unique. But what was it like coming into a show halfway through the series at the point where you showed up? Was there a feeling of like, eh, I'm just going to come in for an episode or two and be out? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Who's that person? Remind me <laughs> to not work with that person, though. It's never that. I always, I just, you know, especially this show, I just knew it was so established and it has such an amazing fan base. People love the show. I love the show. So you just want to come in and add value. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never casual. You know, I mean, I never do anything that I'm going to, if I feel casual about it, I don't want to do it. So, you know, so I was just excited to come and I was just trying to figure out. And I love the fact that she's a villain. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can justify the crap out of her as much as I want. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we saw we've already seen her now this season with the fake tears and the. You know, which Rutina pushed me mm-hmm. to. She pushed me for that too. <laughs> she will. But it was, I love her. And then, of course, she comes up to me, apologizes later. She said, I should never, as a fellow actress, but that's my girl. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's different. I said, sis. Yes. That's a, you know, for those who don't know. <laughs> right. When you have a friendship, then that's different. Those are the people who I'm like, I, I always welcome that because they know what you can do. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and so that was funny because she was like, she was like, yeah, that's cute. But you know what you can do. Yes. You know what you and I was like, I said, yeah, that's, that's what this is. That's her. But I love that. You know, yep. you're like, uh, you know, you're just creating right there. So, but that's all it was. It was mm-hmm. just, and everyone was so welcoming, and everyone was so loving. And I, every time I showed up, in the directors are fantastic. I mean, I worked with Domain, who I'd already met on mm-hmm. How to Get Away. But I only worked with her once on How to Get Away, so I, and I loved it. So I was super excited to be able to work with her again. What a great opportunity to be able to work with another, again, twice with a female black director. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. And um, and that was always interesting because it was always a resetting of who this character is. Because I'm coming from sometimes home, but sometimes different characters. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm playing someone who's older. Sometimes I'm playing a different period. And then I'm coming back, and so it takes me a little bit of... Just a moment to be like, who is she? Mm-hmm. And finding that, because it's just like, oh, she's a little too nice. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and then, and then just playing with the director, and then it always feels so satisfying when you get that take as an actor, yeah. and you go, oh, there she is. That one was right. That one right there. Yeah. Remy was such a salt of the earth type character. I'd imagine knowing your personality, knowing who you are. That was very easy to connect with. But yeah. as actors, like, how do you connect with an act, a character that's not who you really are? That's not, you know, what it, what you are in your soul. Well, you're gonna have to now. You're gonna have to. Well, you're gonna have to speak to that. Now. I mean, I've played them in the past. I just didn't play that on Queen Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for for this, um, you know, the thing is, it, I mean, it is pretty satisfying. I mean, I I love the craft of what we do. Yeah. So. Nothing. Listen, I was on. I was just on a plane this morning, <laughs> but I was watching. I think it's Serena Williams on on a podcast, mm-hmm. and so she was just talking about that thrill of a win, mm. you know. And I was just like, "That's what it. That's all. The only thing I can really relate it to is that. So even if it's a villain and it's outside of me, there's something about any time when I'm working on a role, and even if it's a dramatic, whether it's a dramatic moment mm. or it's even just getting into the spine of a character and who they are, that's very different. Whenever you align yourself to some kind of truth that resonates, 
that feeling, there's nothing like it for me. Mm -hmm. That kind of sensation when you go, oh, I've landed here in a really sincere way mm -hmm. and I found a way to really justify this that I don't, I know that I'm not like um, academically creating this. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Is some authenticity. Is, yeah. Is a really, it's a, ju it's a really juicy place to live. Mm. Yeah. So I really, I just, I thrive on it. So, so, so keep playing until I find that. Yeah. And you just, you know, your goal is that, you know, you could do it before the producer comes down and says, you know. It's time to go. We out of time. Hold on, Mara. We got to go. Find us? And that's Paul. Did you find <laughs> He's like, listen, if you ain't find him, uh, if you ain't find him by now, <laughs> we got five minutes. We're wrapping this up. Right, right. She going to be um, kind of nice. Yeah. But, but for both of you, I mean, you know, obviously early on, Remy was there every day. We saw less of him in the last half of the series. You never knew where Parker was going to show back up. How easy is it to fall in and out of that character? Is it something where you guys, you have to, do, is it like riding a bike, you're right back on it? Or is it something you have to prepare for and get your head back into that space? You know, for me, once I figured out who he was at, at his core, then everything else is about the stuff, the boots, mm -hmm. the hat. The hat. Um, I was specific about wrist wear. Yeah. Yeah, like, that. you know, like going out and choosing something that was that represented Earth. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, because he was just this, like you said, this salt of the earth guy yeah. that people know. Was, it wasn't yes. like a, a, a fake character. <laughs> right. A real person. Like and that person exists. Without a doubt. And yeah. immediately, as soon as I put the boots on, mm -hmm. uh, the walk came. Mm -hmm. Right. E everything about like, you know, you, those things just s start to attach themselves to you and all of a sudden the mannerisms come the vibe comes the feeling comes and then all of a sudden once you have that mm -hmm. it's an exchange of vibe and energy and then the connection comes back right away for yeah. me that, that that's that's that what it was that exchange is so that's that's one thing i would say helped a lot because yeah. i remember coming back and then because <laughs> listen Kofi can give Parker some looks. I mean, not Kofi, but you know, You're Ralph right. Angel. Yeah, right, man. Oh God, his looks. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it will go from like Kofi looking at me, right. you know, yeah. warmly, like, "Oh, my girl is back." Turn it like a oh a, 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 God. Yeah, I was, I was, so, I was working on episode eleven, and it's the end where you walk in. You know, and, and your mother's there, and it's oh, like yes. looking for forgiveness, looking to have the conversation. And it's this great moment where Ralph Angels is looking like, I can't believe y'all letting this woman in this house. Right. You know? Yes. Can't I believe think it. That's the look that I'm Oh, man. Yeah. I, it was a real look. But the, but the beauty of it was of that moment, I think, was Vi warming and saying, Come on over, have a seat at the table, grab a bite to eat, there's plenty of food. And it feels like there's all those moments that happen in Queen Sugar. I mean, every character, I mean, we as as humans have have moments where, you know, we don't get along, we, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. we fight. But then there's that moment where there's some olive branch that comes out and you're able to reconcile. And it just seems like such a um, a great way to go full circle on Parker's character. Because we meet Parker and she's a weapon. Mm -hmm. You know, she Landry brings her in as a weapon to disarm, to destroy, to win. And at the end, it's really the clutch piece that, you know, stops that plan from being able to happen uh, because Betty comes back. Yeah, but that and that but that was so powerful too because I don't think she even realized that she was being used no, because I, I think she thoroughly also enjoys power yeah. and she's very good at it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she was she was on that ride but then didn't 
just it's I think it's very hard to kind of distinguish between oh someone's using me especially when you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I think that was very tricky. But I think uh, that's why I loved that full mm -hmm. circle moment for her too because she realized that that how little she knew about her own past mm -hmm. and how that how much that informs. It, it's I mean it's just honestly it's a life lesson for so many. Yeah. You know, even now, if we think about gentrification and all these neighborhoods, it's such a constant conversation of how you move forward, but then honor history and honor the past. And 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 it, it's it's a delicate conversation and it's a sensitive one for many reasons. But I think it's one that we have to keep having. Yeah. And I think that it, I love that that Parker, even in all of her strength, she just realizes that she's just like, wow. Like, cause actually for that one, I actually requested for the line cause she says, well, mom, why didn't you, you know, why didn't you tell me he left you? And I asked them to add, I mean us, because yeah. I, I realized as I was reading it, I was just like, and you know, they graciously yeah. let mm -hmm. me put that little bit in there yeah. because I think that was a huge thing yeah. for Parker to say that like, she's just like, wait a minute. I keep isolating. Like it's, oh, it's you guys. It's you guys. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, no, my father abandoned me. Yeah. I'm a part of this history. Right. I'm a part of the pain of that. Right. I have to figure out my way of grappling with that. And mm -hmm. this might feel a little bit more like home that I never had, but I, Never even knew I wanted yeah. so many emotions attached to that. I, that um, I think it was a really it was a special moment. Yeah, and Rutina put her her arm on my back in such a lovely you know these little actor moments yes, that the camera course. doesn't get. Yeah, that's right. And it just melted me. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you know a little mirror, a mirror came was mm -hmm. able to come out. But I think that's what you know she got to soften a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so that's I think that was just beautiful. Just also for to see, to show that family how gracious, yeah. how much full of grace they can be. Yeah. Because after she did all of that, there was no she had she, she had no business at that right. table. Shouldn't have had a window to get back yeah. in. But yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 whole concept of family. I mean, that's the the theme of the show. I know that's like a big part of who you are as a person. How does that resonate with you? Just in the legacy of you know coming to the end of the series. Black family, fatherhood, manhood, all those are like themes that, you know, you can't take away from what that show is. What, what does that mean to you? I felt a very specific responsibility to depict what manhood looks like on a black man. Mm -hmm. Because our sisters far too often are left holding the bag of having to take care of everything because sometimes we abandon our post. Mm -hmm. To have a man in the presence of family, community, and just be a caretaker, not having an ulterior motive mm -hmm. because our sisters experienced that too. Mm -hmm. I remember specifically looking at comments on Twitter and before the advent of like social media, you couldn't really right. understand where the audience was truly coming from until you walked the streets. <laughs> well, you, you ain't. Yeah, you had. Now you got the street in your hand. Right, right. Like right. you can hear the street. Mm -hmm. And I remember distinctly and consistently reading comments from our sisters watching the show, saying, "I don't trust him." Mm. Saying about by Remy. Wow. Remy. I was wow. not thinking that's where you were going. No, I, I don't trust him. Wow. And I remember specifically going over this in my head and going, like, "Wow, why would you?" Because our sisters were saying, "I don't experience black men like this." Mm. He he has to have an angle. 
And I remember going, you have a responsibility right now Mm. to triage those sisters with this character because we are now representing manhood on Queen Sugar. We obviously know that we're telling the story through the eyes of, it's called Queen Sugar. So we're telling the story primarily through the eyes of our queens, but it's important for this particular king, this particular man, to triage the hearts of our sisters who watch this show. So everything that I did was keeping that in mind. So it was like I was trying to deliver to them the McDreamy of Queen Sugar. <laughs> I, I, can't I just believe- snorted. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I got a snort. McDreamy of Queen Sugar. McDreamy of Queen Sugar. <laughs> like, this is the kind of guy that I would want to make me a wife, that I would want to just come over and caretake for my family, that I would trust to have be a part of my, my, my nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Because that's what a McDreamy is. Like, this is the guy who I would entrust, you know, everything to and that I I know would take great care in mm. doing it. And I really felt a, a tremendous responsibility. I didn't tell a lot of people. I told some people. Paul was one of the people that I talked to about that, you know, because from time to time, there's certain things that, you know, you get in a script and you're like, okay, how do I navigate that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. while trying to do this? And that's a part of, you know, playing a character that has great impact. Yeah. And I realized that when those sisters were making those statements, this was having an impact because they they hadn't experienced that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, all right, how do we how do we navigate that now, season one, now season two, now season three? Mm-hmm. Even in the comeback, like, why are we doing that? You know, my mother was in relationship with my father, and they weren't married. They didn't have a great relationship. Well, I'm doing this for my mom, too. Mm-hmm. I'm delivering her the man that I wish that she would have had, the, yeah. man, the man that I wish that my grandmother would have had. I mean, as the woman at the table, there's a lot to unpack there, too. But, but I just feel like, you know, this country, we've been through so much mm-hmm. that it's also sometimes I think we don't have the luxury, we don't give each other the luxury of time to mm-hmm. exercise some of those demons yeah. mm-hmm. and actually come through on the other side mm-hmm. as as a whole couple, you know, and I'm talking particularly about black couples given yeah. the topic. You know, or the, the information and instruction to do it. Or, I, like, you know, or the, uh, yeah, or the guide. So I feel yeah. like that guide was for yes. women, but also young men too, or young, not young, but men as well to be able to say, yeah. you know, this can be cool, this can be attractive, yeah. this can be an option. In yeah. some ways, or the grace to be yeah. able to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I think that, that. That's why concept. I love those scenes between Remy and, and Ralph Angel. Yeah. Because mm. it was like, yeah, you know, that pass passing. down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that was one of the unique parts of the show. Although Ralph Angel had had a criminal record, at its core, the show wasn't about, you know, the crimes that black men commit. Right. You know what I mean? It yep. was the regular, everyday lives of men yes. who had to figure out how to take care of their families, yeah. how to make a living, yep. how to navigate relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things that we all do every day, yeah. um, but aren't necessarily represented in media in that way. Yeah. yeah. Right? For me, Ralph Angel represented every man. Because mm-hmm. like, to your point, it wasn't about a criminal record. I, I remember one particular episode, something to the effect of, 
when am I going to be free? Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, When am I going to be free? Yeah, yeah. And that is like the, 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 the prison of my past transgressions mm-hmm. yeah. and people keeping me in that box, mm-hmm. right? So this was about the journey of how a man has to try to rebrand himself mm-hmm. when people will only see him in... as his past transgressions. Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, you know, the character still deals with that even in the final season. Mm -hmm. But what you're talking about was really powerful. It was a scene where Blue wanted to go on a field trip Mm. and Ralph Angel didn't have custody, legal custody of Blue. Oh, Um, yeah. Violet did. Mm -hmm. And he had to go to her and ask her to sign a permission slip. Yep. And was dealing with the totality of trying to be the father, yes. mm-hmm. trying to do what's right, trying to be there and feeling like he was still being penalized mm-hmm. and wasn't getting the dignity of the job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was doing the work of the job, mm-hmm. but wasn't getting any of the dignity of the job. Dude, I was on the show, watched that scene, and I cried. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. because I know the weight mm-hmm. of of being, there's something about the the stealing of dignity in that mm-hmm. where you go I, I'm man I'm trying to father my son right but I can't even sign this permission slip it's like I'm. I, it's now being yeah you threw me in jail for maybe stealing something but now what you're stealing from me mm-hmm. is my humanity yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. not allowing me to, to properly father my child yeah. in giving him permission it's, it's got to go to some, someone else. The damage that that does is yeah. some is almost worse than the initial. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know because the initial yeah. reprimand, it's just like, well, I did it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But and I think and I think the powers that be understand that. Yeah, they, it's psychological yeah. warfare. Yeah. you know what I mean. That yeah. really cripples can cripple a, a person in the community. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons, you know, I know Ava was very adamant to have this character that was formerly incarcerated, mm-hmm. but it's one of the reasons why I think we never focused on what the crime was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It never was a conversation. It was never about that. It was yes. just about him as an archetype, him as a person. Yes. Of, you know, because so many people have gone through the criminal justice system. Some people did it, right? Yep. Some people did something yep. that got them there. Some people didn't. Some people didn't. Right. Um, the core of the issue, though, is what happens afterwards. Yep. Uh, Some people did it, then the law changes. The law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the person who did it after you didn't go to jail. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not known to find the touchy-feely moments in a show, like me personally. Mm-hmm. But I always, the, the toughest scenes to watch were those scenes where Ralph Angel had to navigate telling his son those oh, difficult man. things. Oh, you know? yeah. You know, like, I remember one one scene where he was just like, trying to explain to Blue he had been to prison. And Blue was like, wait, are you a bad man? You know, like, yeah, oh, man. gutted oh, me. That yeah. was so tough. It's, it reminded me, my son is 13 now, right? And those moments really got me too mm-hmm. because I was thinking of the times that I would have to have a conversation with my son about my own shortcomings. Mm. Not, not because he would ever really find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wanted him, I wanted to model for him that he could, which is why I think that the show was so great because it gave us all context mm-hmm. in that, you know, in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be able to, to, to model for him what I wanted him to mirror in terms mm-hmm. of what manhood is. Yeah. Like, I can have this conversation with you about the mistakes that I've made back then 
because every single day I'm trying to level myself up. And I want you to know that you don't have to live in the shame of, of your own mistakes, which you are going to make yeah. Yeah. in life. Yeah. So I want you right now to understand, son, you're going to make mistakes in life. Now, what do you do? What do those things inspire you to do something greater? Right. Or do, do they, they keep do you they from build doing you, it? or do mm-hmm. they prevent you from doing? Yeah. It? I mean, that's one of the, I mean, you know the the book that that Nova writes about the family and their secrets, and you know one of the themes was that the secrets are killing you, mm-hmm. and you know even when it comes down to Parker and Landry and Betty. You know, we find out this whole secret life, you know, that Landry was married to Betty and run out of town because his father couldn't accept this interracial marriage. And, mm-hmm. you know, those secrets all came back. Yep. You know, it's like a reoccurring theme to, that you got to deal with those things. Maybe it vindicates Nova. I don't know. Nova got a lot of hate. I know. You talk about uh, online, boy. Nova got a lot of hate for that book. <laughs> Um, but at its core, it really did launch the family into a place where they were much open to be able to talk about it. You know, Darla and Ralph Angel this season are dealing with, you know, um, you know, the person who raped her, uh, who, you know, turns out to most likely be the biological father of Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ralph Angel still is dealing with the after effects of how do you cope with that as a father, as a man? You know, how do you find balance? How do you keep your head on straight? You know, all those themes that, you know, hopefully we wrap up in the next episode. There's only one left, but, um, you know, those things are, are kind of ever-present in our family stories and our, our life journey. So maybe you're right. The, the best thing you can do for your kids is share that with them so that they can hopefully navigate it better than we did. Definitely. Right? Listen, my daughter's 20 months old. and Yes, you have the young, you have the baby oh, yeah. in the group here. <laughs> the baby. But don't they, blink. Don't... The level of anxiety that. right now, just yes. hearing you guys talk about it. Oof. It's just, you know, you just want to be everything. You want to be the greatest example. Yeah. But, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I really, I also love sports. There's something that then doesn't allow them to really understand failure and have peace with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sports is one of the few things, places, and opportunities that people get to really, it's just, up, losing is a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like, that's not even, like, a will we lose? It, you will. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's all right there. It's mm-hmm. non-negotiable. We know what it is. Sorry, we're in the middle of basketball season. So um, <laughs> I'm in there. But, but like, but you know, but even besides that, it's just, you know, talking about this, I think that's what, what great shows do. And that's mm-hmm. what this show is doing, which it allows you to say, face it. Don't mm-hmm. run from it. Mm-hmm. Face mm-hmm. it. Because actually dealing with it is going to help you grow and is going to make you better. So we can't be so afraid yeah. of that because it's actually those are the greatest gifts. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. it really is. They're and, the greatest and, gifts. And to your point, like not about whether we lose or not, because it's just a question of when. Right. But also, how are you losing? Like mm-hmm. there's it's one thing to lose and then just fall over and say, all right, I give up. But now, are you resilient? And, right. and that's what I loved about doing this show because it, it constantly beat the drum mm. of reminding us about our own resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, watching mm-hmm. the family constantly be be kicked down mm-hmm. yeah. and then figure, are they going to get up? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then they, they would get up, right? And then yeah. each individual, you see each individual character have a falling down and a get up. And then a collective family falling down and getting up. So really it was, Queen Sugar was like this reminder of how resilient we are as a people. Mm. And reminding us, hey man, no matter how bad it is, 
there's going to, just like Louisiana rain, it's going to come. It feels like it's never going Every away. Every time I flew in to film, oh, yeah. it was pouring. Yeah. Pouring. Every single, I don't know what that was. No, no, the best part of, you know, like, so when you produce a show, one of the things mm -hmm. that you do um, when you're preparing a call sheet every day, you know, after you figure out the crew and the scenes and all that, is you find the local hospital. You got to put the local hospital, if you know that's on every call sheet. Right. Um, the other thing you do is get your weather report. The good news about Louisiana no is, baseball. no, no, right. it was super easy because every day was 50% chance of rain. 50% rain. <laughs> every day. You didn't have to worry about no, it. No, did you check it? No, 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 I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have 50%. to. 50%. 50%. <laughs> we know what wait it for is. it. It's coming. <laughs> right, right, um, right, right. I mean, it was great because we, and you may have heard us say this, I mean, we didn't, we shot in the rain there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It those rains are, in New Orleans. some of the most yes. beautiful shots, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but I, I loved it because, again, it was a great reminder of, hey, man, no matter how beat up you are by the inclement weather mm -hmm. and I'm of life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the sun is going to come back out. That's right. And, and, and before you know it, if you allow yourself to just submit to that, it's going to dry a whole bunch of stuff up. So one of the things that we like to do is ask a couple of questions to see if you guys might know the answer. Uh-oh. Um, and I, I try to pick things that are somewhat related to uh -oh. your character. Uh-oh. Um, I feel like we're headed down a slippery slope. I'm already scratching my neck. This. I'm scratching my neck. I don't my... know this. Right. I mean, I feel like these are things that you would be like, you know. Tina. No. <laughs> I'm just going to keep Whose saying, phone is ringing? On air. So, so um, over the years, we've also heard about Betty. There have been threats that somebody's going to go find Betty. And now we have found her. Yes. What city did we find Betty in? What city did we find? Uh, and uh, no. It, it was said in the in the show. Um. And where did she live? Detroit. No. That's <laughs> it. I feel like she was, no. Like Seattle. 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 Washington. Yeah, she, she went. She went completely out. She the went left. sleepless. She was, yeah. She was like, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm, that's it. I'm gonna, and that's where you will disappear because ain't no black folks going to look for <laughs> you in Seattle. They they not, they're not going to find you in Seattle. Mm -mm. They're not coming to look for Uh-oh. So, you're next. <laughs> okay. We're not going to. I thought I was going to get a pass. Okay. I mean, I think one of the great moments in the show is the, the day that we meet Remy Newell. Mm. At the time, we were looking for a place where it would be just like, where's that down-home place where Brother Remy would be? And we were going to find him in his own element. We found him in a restaurant. It was yep. a real restaurant. We passed it every day going to that set. I mean, you, you passed it. There was no way not to mm. see it. We ate there at times when we had, like, show lunches. Mm. It's the authentic, real Cajun spot right there in Vashery, mm. Louisiana. Putting it on thick. What is Andre, the name? What's the name of that, of that restaurant? <laughs> every McDonald's. day. McDonald's. <laughs> Paul said uh, every day. We passed it every day. I mean, you probably can see the sign in your head. I can. It comes around the bend of the road. Um, so uh, this, River Road. You're I coming don't around. I need you to help anymore. I'm giving you Paul. clues. I'm giving you clues. The sign was green and white. Checker tablecloths. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. Because I, I see it. It's so bad. 
It's like knowing, like you can't remember the name of a person that you've known for years. Right in front of you. That's bad. What's the first letter? Uh, there are letters. I mean, <laughs> there are letters. There are letters. Uh, oh my gosh, this is right there too. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go ahead and tell you because we can't stay here all night. I know. While you the, run through all the letters in your head. I, I, I'm coming up blank. B and C seafood. Yes. B and C seafood. Passed it every day. That's bad. Wait, was it good though? It was really good. We had, it, they ate gumbo. That was like their thing. Yeah. They had their own boats. They caught their own seafood. Uh, oh my um, god. And they had really that's good. A, gumbo. That's still a. That's still kind of a. T- mm. I could have got. That's still kind of a tough one. You passed it every day. I understand. It was kind of like you would, if you were from there, you'd be direct. Just keep going. You're going to go past it. Is it BSC food? That's bad. It's all right. I feel like, I feel like he made these up to make us look bad. No, no. They actually weren't very invested in this show. Watch, I can prove it. Name that restaurant. You saw it every day. See, he don't know. It was all, he don't care. I mean, it was only he the place care. that we your character. We were focused on the craft. It was the only yes. place your character was on in the storytelling. Like, crafty there right. at the. You should know this. <laughs> well, I really want to say thank you to you two for coming and doing the podcast, but more importantly, being involved with the show. Because as you look at seven seasons of a show and the fan base and the stories and all that. At its core, it's made up of a group of people who really contribute the best of what they have, and you guys gave so much to the show. Remy is such a classic character, and really appreciate everything you did to bring that character to life. Parker was so hated, and I think that at its core, though, we really found out who she was at the end, and your ability to subtly invest us in that character in a way that by the end of this, we were cheering for it. Could only have been done by somebody with immense talent. So I just want to say thank you guys so much. Pleasure, brother. It's been a pleasure to be a part of it and part of this. Yes. We love you guys. It has. <laughs>